coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia. This is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. And welcome to a very special edition of Fearless Formula on Business Radio X, where we talk about the ups and downs of the business world and offer words of wisdom for business success. We're doing a Wednesday edition, and I'm so excited to have in the studio one of my youngest interviewees, which is great. I, lo- I you know, and I, I love the energy behind it. This is Caden Valdez. He is uh, the owner and creator of Luminescent Treasures Emporium, and it is so fascinating what he does. And I don't want to spoil it because. I want him to explain it exactly. But what's cool is that he's here to, he's like a young entrepreneur. He's here to kind of explain his business and how he makes it work and balance school and everything else in life. So welcome, Caden. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Let's talk about, okay, first of all, the name is just fascinating. It's like so magical. Luminescent Treasures Emporium. How did you come up with that name? Um, I just kept thinking about things that would make sense for it to um oh sorry i kept trying to come up with things that would make sense for the business and what i would be selling so uh i just wrote down a list of words that i thought matched what i was selling and kind of mixed and matched them uh, and came up with that. It's so sure. smart. And so let's explain to our listeners what your business is. It's a book crystallization. Um, So I put books into a chemical solution and leave them to crystallize for a few days, and then um, they turn into art pieces and they're preserved. They're preserved forever, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, how did you come up with the method, the idea of being able to do this? What was the inspiration for that? Uh, my mom gave me a lot of the inspiration. Um, <laughs> I love it. And I just kind of figured out how to do it on my own. I researched how other things are crystallized and um, just did a couple trial runs on some of my old books. And when I figured it out, I started doing more and selling them more. So you see clearly there's a market for it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, isn't it? It's not something that you see every day. It's not even something that ever came into my mind until I saw it, I think, at your mom, Ashley Greer. She's here as well. She is the owner of the Boredom Box Charcuterie, and she also had used some of her, of the books in some of her displays. And so I had never even seen anything so beautiful before because it's not just the fact that it's like a, an art piece. Like, you see art pieces everywhere. But if there's a special book that you have that you really love – or a special way that you would want to be able to use it, not just a book folded open. You can change the shape of it, but you keep it forever. If it's a special book to you, it's like now it's, it's, uh, you know, something you could pass to your kids, Mm -hmm. which is so fascinating to me because I never even thought about it. So what was the first book that you did that you crystallized? Um, What was that like when you got started? I know what it is. Oh, what was it, Ashley? Or you wanted to say? I forgot the name of it. Remember, it's the one that you dyed yeah, the crystals blue. Yeah, I remember blue. that one. Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> no. Right. Was right. it really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and use this as the test run. We thought it was a cool book that we found. And yeah, and it's really beautiful, actually. And yeah. you, you, may, you can make the crystals different colors as well? I just dropped some food dye into the solution, and it turned the whole thing blue. 
So is it, I don't want to ask something that would make you not have uh, your process special and proprietary. So I don't know, would it be okay to explain the process of how it, how it works or is it too involved? Uh, I can explain it. Okay. Um, so first I um, set water to boil so that I can actually dissolve all of the chemicals into it. Um, and while that's happening, I usually fold some of the pages how I like them or find a page with a picture or an important phrase, and um, I'll just kind of glue it down sometimes or fold it in a way that it stays even gotcha. during the crystallization. And then when the water is done, I mix everything in and put the book down, and I usually leave it sit for one or two days, and when it's ready, I have to let it dry for several days it varies between books um interesting yeah it takes a while for some books if it's like a a thick book is that what matters okay got you like for some of them it'll be a week but others it's only two or three days wow no way and then after that i'll seal them using a mod podge and i have a really nice one that kind of sparkles and i'll put that one on the really nice books or the ones that need something more if they don't have a picture, I'll usually add it there. Oh wow! You'll put it. Uh, you'll put a picture on the outside of the book. Oh no! Oh. the pic- the books have pictures. Oh oh, already. they do. Oh, I got you. His Which? favorite ones to do are actually um, a Reader's Digest. Reader's old Reader's Digest books no that way. have like antique looking pictures in them. Those are his favorite. And the covers are also really nice. The covers are beautiful. What's interesting is it has to be a hardcover book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what would happen if you were to do a softcover book? Would it just be too flimsy? S- most softcover books are too flimsy to um, stick together during crystallization. Even some of the hardcover books will fall off. But recently he just got a custom order because he does custom orders as well. And he just did a custom order for um, someone and their leather Bible. And they had it open to their favorite verse, and um, that one came out really nice. That one's still mm-hmm. in the drying process right now. Even though it's leather, mm-hmm. which is absorb absorbs. Yeah, liquid, sometimes right? the crystals don't stick to the cover depending on what material the cover is, but the pages um, got crystals on them, and you can still see. He's done another custom book um, that was. Um, uh, like a memorial piece for someone. It oh. was their grandfather. I'm sorry, it was their father that had passed away and so they had it uh crystallized open to his favorite hymnal in uh in a hymnal book so they make great gifts not just for book lovers but for memorial pieces as well i'm thinking like yeah like heirlooms Mm -hmm. things that you could pass down for sure because i i love the idea of something having a personal tie it's not just a vase it's not just i I don't know like a like a um, i don't know a, a pedestal that you put things on it's it's got a personal tie to you or your family, and and everything degrades at some point. So it's so nice to see that if you have a Bible that's been written in and some, some something special that you would want to keep that handwriting and not watch it fade over time or not have this be lost, you get to preserve it in a special way. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of vases, do you want to tell her about? Because uh, she just said it's not just a vase. Mm-hmm. Um, Caden can turn some of his books into vases. How yeah, do you do that? If I fold them in a specific way, I can put vials down in them once they're done, and you can fill those vials with flowers and water. So that could be on your table or any any event that you that want. That was actually uh, what he did for me. I had him make uh, 
it was for a bridal shower. We found out the girl's favorite book, and because she was a very big book lover, and we found out her favorite book, and I had Caden make them into vases for me, and then we put fresh florals on the table, and that was part of our grazing tables, and it was like the hit. Was it? Mm -hmm. It's the Court of Thorns and Roses, correct? It's my daughter's favorite book series. Yep. Yep, that one's a good one. And and then at the end of it, they bought all of the books that were used on the grazing table, so... Yeah. That was really exciting oh, you must for him. Be so proud. <laughs> well, how interesting is it that this there's obviously, like I said, a need, and it's not something that you see every day. They're eye catching. They're beautiful the way they sparkle, and so you automatically stop and kind of are interested in what this is. So, do you mind talking about also what are the chemicals that mix together to make these crystals happen? I can't be sharing my secrets. Oh, I, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was worried about asking that. Can't I was. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> You'd have to kill me kind of thing. <laughs> so what has been the most fun for you? Trying out different ways to crystallize them. Um, mostly just different ways to fold the pages or... Um, crystallize the books i can take them out earlier and have smaller crystals or i can let it sit in for longer and have bigger ones um being able to i recently got a hot glue gun and i've been messing around with that one and i've been able to make some pretty cool folds that i couldn't make before um so that's definitely been my favorite part it sounds like you are you started off kind of in the basic way, but now your creativity has come into play. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you think about it when you're not even working on books, you know, where yeah. you all of a sudden you'd be like, wow, well, I wonder if I could do this. Yeah. Uh-huh. I definitely had a couple ideas that I was able to do uh, more freely once I got the glue. Um, and in the beginning, I was just opening the book to a random page and crystallizing it like that. But now I've gotten to the point where I'm going through the entire book looking for pictures and deciding which one I think looks best for it and which one will look the best crystallized. So were you surprised at how much time it takes to do this? As Definitely. What, yeah, because it, it, I mean, this is weeks of investment of, mm-hmm. of one book, and I wonder if people really understand what it takes to make something so beautiful. Like the effort is it's extensive. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people understand how long it takes to get each book done because it's a several-day process for each step. Clearly, you can see that not everybody's making these books, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, it obviously, it's a specialty. Yeah. Um, so have you been um, – adver- well, one of the things that we talk about in Business Radio X is as advertising, and have you had to – really promote anywhere or I know that you have because I follow you on Instagram I know you have some social media what do you do to get the word out just my Instagram I haven't really <coughs> oh and and my mom my mom will post me with whenever I have a book on her tables True. she'll tag me in that um, but recently I haven't been doing as much I was away for a month over the summer so I haven't had the chance to um, get back and do all of it. Mm -hmm. So I haven't had much content to put out recently. Have you been missing it then? Mm -hmm. What is the most satisfying part of it? Like, what do you think just brings you the most joy? Seeing the finished books. Like the, the weeks or maybe getting to pull the books out of the uh, solution and seeing what they became over just a few days. 
Can I interject? Yes. I think I see the most joy on his face is when people either purchase a book or get excited about what he does and and it's like this is so cool. I, I think it just um, solidifies that what he's doing is really cool, and it's a little boost of confidence for him. Would be for me, mm-hmm. especially because, like I said, you don't see it everywhere. It's not like you're competing against a bunch of different people. Um, and the fact that that people are stunned by it—that would be like, look how hard I worked on this mm-hmm. book. You know, I could just imagine like that sense of pride. I'm excited for him because he um, has been accepted as a vendor at Riverfest, which is a juried panel. So there's a lot of people that put in to be a vendor at Riverfest, but not everyone gets chosen. So he actually got chosen by a panel to be a vendor at Riverfest. So that's next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So you have 10 days mm-hmm. to get some books together. Is that pressure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you have school. Plus, you're starting a job tomorrow mm-hmm. for the first time. And it's fall break. And it's, oh, I didn't even think about that. Fall mm-hmm. break is next week. Is that right? Yeah, but really being on Saturday and coming back Wednesday and then Riverfest is Saturday. How are you <laughs> making this work? I won't be able to do any books uh, after today. Oh, I'll wow. have, I'm putting in my last batch of books today. How many can you do at once? Usually four. It depends okay. on the size, though. So we, your mom and I had spoken a little bit about price point because it does seem like, um, you know, if you're talking about buying earrings at Riverfest or um, a craft that someone makes on the side, you're not really spending a tremendous amount generally. But your books have a different energy behind them and a different purpose, I think. So what, how, how did you come up with your price point of wh- how you wanted, how much you wanted to charge? I just found a value that I thought that they were worth and charged that and people are buying them. It's working. I I told him I think that he should go up on his pricing a little bit for Riverfest because we started pretty low um, for what they are and now I think he's done them enough and he's sold enough that it he can raise his price, I and he's buying more low. expensive, uh, you know. Oh, books! They're like not just side books; they're mm-hmm. investment of books. some some books, and then the um, like the sealer that he got is a specialty sealer, so it's more expensive product and things like that. So, wow. um, I wanted to start low when I was just getting used to it and doing the trial and error because um, I didn't want to sell books that it weren't my best work. So I sold those lower, and then I raised my prices once I felt more confident in what I was selling. And recently, I've had people tell me that I need to raise my prices again. <laughs> That's the best I'm news ever. Cutting myself. Interesting. Well, like we were saying, it's forever, right? So you're mm-hmm. making something that will last forever. So it's a, it's an investment that people are willing to make when they know that they're getting something like that. It's not consumable, and you'll have to buy another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also thinking like the different parts of the markets that you could target. Like, do you think about things like that? Like baby books and, mm-hmm. you know, different segments. Yeah, I've thought about that. Um, I've already started doing a trilogy series. I've finished, um, just finished the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, I love um, that series. So I'm going to sell them as a group set. And I only need one more book to uh, complete the Twilight series. Oh. So I'll be doing that one afterwards. Which book do you need? I might have it. I don't, 
doesn't know about any of them, so he, oh, he has no idea. There are I've, four, I think. I don't read many of the books that I'm buying, but my mom says that they're popular books. Heck yeah. So. Yeah, I help him scour for books. Because I only know the books that I've read. Right. And uh, things that are important to he's you. He's got mm-hmm. a Harry Potter one right now for sale that looks super cool because mm-hmm. the the they cover bled and made all of the pages turn purple. I didn't even dye it. Yeah. Like the part of the bled. Yeah, like the inserts, mm-hmm. the inside of the cover. Oh yeah. The color it that was they like make red, it. so it bled onto and then the, the pages. The actual cover was blue uh-huh. and so it mixed. Wild. You can't predict that kind of no. stuff. Mm-mm. So are you finding that there are so many different types of paper that people use to make books? Yes. Some of the older books, when he pulls them out, they will almost uh, turn brown. brown. But it looks really cool because it antiques them automatically. Mm-hmm. He's got one that's drying right now that has like gold leafing on the oh, yeah, page. The oh, it's so pretty. But then there are also new books, like new picture books. I can't even crystallize because of the texture of the pages. It's they a little won't. more waxy. Mm-hmm. I, I can't w- crystallize them. So I wonder how... How, why that is, you know why are they making books that are more waxy yeah, do you know I what i mean mm-hmm. uh, the kids books tend to be a little yeah, more waxy it is usually sense. the kids books are like informational books like encyclopedias i can't really do those but um i was surprised even to see that the bible crystallized because it has a different texture paper wise it's like a thinner books. paper isn't yeah it's it? much thinner than normal were you paper. nervous mm-hmm. yeah but because it was given to us as a test to see oh. if i could do another one yeah. So, so I wasn't God. too worried about it. Yeah. I was like, whew. <laughs> so she ordered pressure. a, she wanted her grandmother's Bible done, but then they went back and forth and he was like, I've never done a leather one. So she sent him in the mail a different Bible that she had as a tester before she gave him her grandmother's. Ooh, I, I had like anxiety for a <laughs> yeah. second. You know, there is like a pressure that yeah. way. Um so you are taking special orders, obviously, but does that, mm-hmm. that become more often now that people can reach you and say, I would like you to do my special? It's an special. option, but I haven't had many people take that option. Um, I think as it gets closer to Christmas, yeah. that'll probably Here be it comes. I've had often. people show interest in it, but I just don't think it's the right time for them to buy it. I think um, Riverfest is going to really River surprise will, you because he can take custom orders at Riverfest. Uh-huh. And then he also has some was, to yeah, sell. And that'll ask gain you. some following for me. What um, is what are your goals for next weekend? Would you love to sell all of your books? What would be like give yourself like a high five at the end of the day? I would like to sell all of the books that I have there and gain some followers on Instagram or at least spread my business. You know what I love is that you don't really have to advertise too hard. What your product is does the advertise. Like if they walk mm-hmm. by your mom's, any of the things that she's been using with um, with board and box charcuterie, it's such a perfect blend too. It's like the energy behind that kind of a mm-hmm. book and the way that you make your boards look so beautiful. It probably all is just so visually gorgeous. Yeah, she's done a great job implementing my books into her boards. It's interesting because it's not like you decided I'm going to make this as a business. It was kind of an experiment, right? Mm-hmm. Are you surprised? Yeah, I'm pretty surprised. I didn't expect it to go this far. I thought it would be like a two-week, month-long thing where I just went to a couple events selling the books that I've made. But now it's been almost half a year that I've been doing this, and I've made a lot of books and sold a lot of books. Do you talk? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to tell you kind of how it started because uh, you didn't mention this, but Caden is only 15. 
That's so true. I should have mm-hmm. said. You're yep. right. He's only 15. So he was having a hard time finding a job mm-hmm. and he wanted to save money for a car. And I said, sometimes you have to make your own job. And so that's kind of how it started with him. He wanted to make some money and couldn't get a job at other places. And uh, he worked for me for a little bit at the Ford and Box. But um, that was, you know, I try to encourage my kids. I've got three kids. He's got two brothers to be entrepreneurs. And, you know, you can make as much as you want when you put in the work. (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to follow a traditional path, Mm -hmm. which is like, what makes the world move in a different way. Yeah. I love being on my own schedule and being able to choose when I'm doing the books and not have to have many requirements. Yeah. Well, who would want someone to tell? Well, I mean, at some, you're going to balance it out, right? Cause mm-hmm. you're going to be still doing books, but then you're also going to be starting your job. Is it okay to say that you'll mm-hmm. be at Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. on town Lake, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause I go through there too. And my kids starts tomorrow, <laughs> big day, but think about that. Like you actually will have two jobs going as a 15 year old and that's a big accomplishment and school and other social things that you probably do. So yeah. how do you balance it? It's pretty difficult to balance it. I've been so busy the last few weeks. I've barely gotten to do anything on my own. Um, I also have driving lessons that I have to go to for <laughs> and guitar to be able lessons. to get my license. Sure. And I also have guitar lessons that I'm going to. You so know, he's I, like a teenager. I know, right? <laughs> do you make time for social time or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like friends and... That's usually on the weekends when I don't have anything going on um i'll try to meet with my friends like this last weekend i went to my friend's birthday party great it was really fun i have found that when i'm out of balance everything suffers but when i do balance myself out everything is so much happier like it doesn't sometimes it does it feels like i could do a million things i have to do because i always have something i have to do but when i take time to do something i just want to do it just makes the have to do so much better when Mm -hmm. i turn around But that's something that a lot of people, even, you know, as adults, it's very difficult to manage, but it's nice that you're kind of understanding that as you're getting started to keep that habit going. Do you talk about money a lot too? Like the amount of money that you have to invest in books and the chemicals that you won't tell me about, just thought I'd say, (laughs) and the amount of time that you're investing, you know, what is that like for you in terms of having profit? Like, does it match for you? So... I haven't, I've tried not to spend much money on myself um, because I don't have a separate account for the book money. Got you. It's just all in my personal account. So I don't know exactly how much I have to spend on everything, but I've tried to spend, my biggest spenders have been getting books and getting the chemicals. Um, And I've spent probably four hundred dollars on books and chemicals that is not terrible yeah it's not for some reason i was thinking not too expensive but it's definitely a lot for me to be spending as a 15 year old with no job up until yeah it sounds like it does sound like and the board and boxes sponsoring (laughs) him for river fest yeah that's awesome sponsored booth yeah (laughs) i wasn't able to buy my own booth at river fest when i was and we bought the booth when i was first starting out so i hadn't made much back then but that's so, it was so definitely awesome. a 
risky investment, but I'm hoping it pays off. But listen, you've got support, and that is so huge when you're starting a business, even if as an adult and on your own, not as just a 15-year-old, but having people around you. We talk about that on the show all the time, about surrounding yourself with people who are supportive, not just monetarily, but like emotionally, and um, giving you encouragement is, is a really big deal. It's easy to get discouraged in a business world when you're your own boss. So I imagine it must be so nice to know that you've got some backup there. Yeah, I'm so grateful for all the support I've gotten. Aw, that's (laughs) so exciting. If you were my son, I'd be like, yes. I don't know. It's good to hear. He's also hoping that with um, some of the money at Riverfest, when we walked in, we were telling you he's going on a big trip coming up, and he's trying to save for a car. And mm-hmm. so he's going to be going to Japan with his school. So this is, this so is uh, he's hoping to put some money back for Japan from Riverfest sales. You've got some good goals. Yeah. <laughs> so do you ship your books anywhere yet or are they all local? I haven't had to face that problem yet. Um, <laughs> face that problem. It's a good problem, right? It's but really nerve wracking because they're yeah, very they're um, fragile. fragile. So they will break. We've been saving some bubble wrap from our personally um delivered packages oh yeah i could see why Mm -hmm. because it sounds like that Mm -hmm. might be coming yeah into your life i would imagine Mm -hmm. i have a stack of boxes in my room for (laughs) even when if someone wants to take them home i can't just give them a plastic bag it's going to tear through the bag i have to put them in boxes when i sell them it's nice because you've got the boxes and you haven't sold them yet. It's like if you build it, they will come kind of thinking. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got to get it all ready for when it happens, mm-hmm. like that positive. Well, what do you think people don't know about what it's like to be a 15-year-old entrepreneur? It's definitely a lot more time-consuming than I thought it would be. Um, and it's not as difficult as I thought. It It takes a while to get it moving and get more people to recognize what you're doing and show interest. But it was not something that I really struggled with. But sometimes I think that he got discouraged because we did do um, a couple of things. What was it called? Maker's Mash. He didn't didn't do well at Maker's Mash because... What is Maker's Mash? So Maker's Mash is the one that they do on River... uh, Not River... (laughs) (laughs) Reformation. Um, They kind of pop up on random Sundays, like once a month. Got you. But I was trying to explain to him, it's... Yeah, the sales didn't come from Maker's very much. He had a few. Um, But that's... It's getting your name. It's getting the brand out there. It's getting awareness. But also, people aren't coming to like drop money. It wasn't on the those days. What were they? Right. Want, what do they do? They're just browsing. I mean, it's people walking their dogs. It's people coming out to Reformation to have a but beer. But where Riverfest? Yeah, but Riverfest, you pay to get into Riverfest, and people come to spend money on Christmas gifts and to spend money on artists and things like that. So I think it's gonna really surprise him the difference in the in the two is this the second one then that you will have done where you have a booth um this is the i did four makers mash Mm -hmm. weekends and then i did garden in the the, park and canton yeah how um, was that it was not great no way for him i stayed there for about eight hours and the only book i sold was uh kentucky derby that i didn't christmas <laughs> oh, no. it wasn't a great experience for him but i kept trying to encourage him i'm like 
This is part of it. Like when you're starting, it's more brand awareness. And, I don't and his think price that... point is higher. Yeah. And so when you're at those things, like people are not necessarily, they're just coming to browse. They're not coming to specifically buy, for buy right that minute. But gotcha. Riverfest is a different beast. And I think it's very similar. Have you ever been to Riverfest? Yes, I have. It's okay. huge. And, and yes. People are coming intentionally to find crafts and arts and things like that to spend money it's not just taking a walk with your dog in woodstock so i think that he's going to be happy with the difference there it'll be interesting and it's like an experiment isn't it Mm -hmm. to see what where your time is best spent Mm -hmm. it's like requires a strategy i suppose Mm -hmm. when you think about it it does yeah because his price point uh i think most of his books at riverfest are going to be a hundred dollars a book um, which I think is really fair because we have seen some competitors and their pricing is like $300 a oh, book. Oh, no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've seen other people that do this a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, follow another account on Instagram and their prices are pretty high, really high. for what they're Do you feel doing. like they are justified? I'm, I'm like, yeah. how different mm-hmm. can you make them? Some of them are justified, but others are just the same thing I'm doing. Exactly. I'm thinking mm-hmm. there's only so many ways that you can crystallize a book. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they do. And Caden's starting to add different things to it. Like, he's got some that we've added moss to it. Or, you know, there's flowers added to it or things like that. So it's more than just crystallizing now. And I think he'll probably start toying. Oh, you, you crystallize a record. Oh yeah, I've like, crystallized um, an, like an three album? records. Yeah, uh-huh, like a record. Record, it record. It looks really cool. Yep, uh, people would love that. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. crystallized Aerosmith, Elvis, and <laughs> um, <laughs> one of I can't remember it. I did it a couple months ago. That's amazing, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because I never thought anything besides books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't either. Is there a limit to what you can crystallize? Yes. Waxy things. Waxy things. Waxy yes. things. Plastic will not crystallize well. It but vinyl will crystallize? Like a record? Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Maybe the grooves on it give it mm-hmm. something. I think that's what I was thinking. Um, but I've tried crystallizing something plastic, and it did crystallize, but it always fell off. Mm-hmm. Every time something bumped into it, everything would fall off. Got mm-hmm. you. No, we don't want this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have a plan to do more items beyond books and records? Not really. Not I'm yet, anyway. Not yet. Um, I just don't think anything else would be fitting for what I've been doing. I think um, you go where the money is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah for sure. It's a business, right? Yeah, I've been um, doing well with just the books and I can add things to the books, but I don't think I should really um, take up more space than necessary. If I'm trying something new, I'll try it once, but if it's taking up more than the space of a book, I'm not going to replace a book for it. So what is the best way that people can get in touch with you? You have business cards, by the way? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you're at Riverfest and people say, I want to, uh, can we you do this special need book? Oh, yeah, order we more. need to order more. Oh. <laughs> Yay, my job is Thank done you, today. <laughs> so happy to help. But thinking about that, that's, because I can imagine if you don't want, if I were an average consumer walking around and I see that you have um, this business and I had a special book, well, I would want to contact you later and say, 
here's my special book, like you're doing this Bible and, and help and, and really making it so personalized, you know, for people, which that emotional tie people will spend money for that. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. So yeah, you have business cards and you have your Instagram and do your friends at school know that this is what you do? Yeah. I've sent them pictures of the process before and they thought it was really cool and they kept giving me ideas for ones that they would want and, um, what they think would look cool. Do you like what the the suggestions are? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really cool. It's I've like been take the village. Them, except the books that they're recommending are really expensive, and I can't find them secondhand usually. What books are they? Brand new books, like Stephen King books or something? Uh, no, they're talking like old comic books and stuff like oh. that. Oh, and interesting. So be hard to do. Even if I'm yeah. buying secondhand, I can't really get them for the price that I'm wanting to sell them for. He has a really cool one right now, too. It's um, the Count of Monte Cristo, oh. and it has, like, this succulent beaded plant that's coming out of it, and that whole thing crystallized, too. It's really cool. You know, I, in thinking about, like, Stephen King, and, and for some reason that just brings up spooky things and then i'm thinking it's halloween time i know i want him to do a skull you could you could you could go theme do you know what i mean you really could i've been considering it like doing some pumpkin like toy pumpkin things skulls Skulls would be amazing Uh can you imagine the crystallized Uh skull i would just have to get the right material for it I know we have plans for you. I could use those <laughs> on my grazing table. She could use them Thanks. in her grazing tables. Not for free. <laughs> yeah. You're a businessman. I do always have to pay him, which I'm happy to do. But I like when I want him to make a book for me, I pay him for it, just like I would pay any other vendor. But that's super smart. Um, I have an Alice in Wonderland themed uh, class coming up, and I found an Alice in Wonderland themed. I mean, I found an Alice in Wonderland book today, and I was like, I'm going to need you to do this for me. Thank you. <laughs> and I will pay you this amount mm-hmm. to do it. Yep. So you have a built-in right now. It's such a great setup, right? Because you've got built-in, like, perfect displays to show what you can do. It's hard, yeah. sometimes hard to visualize unless you have the environment where they go, go in. Yeah, she's helped me a lot with the display. Uh, I'm not great displaying anything not yet. really not yet we say well yeah. what time do you have to really go through and research everything and try to make it the most perfect yeah as she's a 15 made year old? more like a magical looking thing on display um and like kind of like a cave exploring or a magical forest magical it, forest really is cool. the vibe that we go for with yeah. oh and he has um he has an a fish aquarium that he bought a long oh, time ago yeah. that ended up not getting any fish in it because he was trying to get an axolotl. But he saved up his money for an aquarium, a big one. And so now we're actually going to take that to Riverfest and use that as a display case and put a series in there and put some moss in there and make it like a whole magical book forest. Oh, my goodness. That's a great idea. Mom's got lots of <laughs> yeah, she creative decorating ideas. But how fun is it? Because really, when you're creating something, it it's like in my life, whenever I'm doing something creative, like voiceover work or pretending to be an actor, any of those, doing a book where I get to create a character in my head, there's an energy that's behind it that's so much more fun than just having to do, well, I have to do this and I have to do that. When you're creating, it's like, mm, this didn't exist before. And now it does. And it's like fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know how 
how important is that? When I think about it now, if I had to choose, I'd always want to do fun things. But how important is fun in what you're doing? Does it have to be? There's only one part of the process that I don't enjoy, and it's sitting around once I've folded all the pages that I want, waiting for the water to boil. Oh. It, it takes a <laughs> while. That's really the only part That's I don't enjoy. That's the unfun is waiting for water to boil. I get that. <laughs> But he also, like, he uses gloves and he puts his hands down in the hot water. And so that it's, part it's, a whole, it's a whole process. Wow. Yeah, yeah. the water's near boiling when I'm putting the books in. But if I wait too long, then the chemical will not take to the book as well. So the gloves insulate a little, but still hurts sometimes. Let's talk about the science aspect of what you're doing. Isn't this cool? Like, yeah. think about it. It's really interesting i think i know how it works but i'm not too sure about it you just, I just know, it know that it works have you talked to anybody at your school that's like in science that could kind of explain it because how cool is this you really are you are putting together you're making an alchemy of things that didn't exist before to change to make change right isn't science like the i don't know what changes mm-hmm Okay, I sound Maybe super my intelligent right now. I should just stay on my side of the booth over here and just like, <laughs> let me just ask you a couple questions. I think my chemistry teacher could explain it better than I could. Um, but mm. I figured out everything for myself yeah. pretty much. Um, and I was able to. With the help get of Google. Right. Yeah, with the help of Google. Listen, everybody yeah. uses Google. Just getting the supplies. Yeah, and, I think it's wonderful. Um, it's right I've there. I've been trying you. to figure out the amount of each chemical, and I just recently messed up. Uh, I didn't put enough in one of them, so the crystals came out really small and clear. But I think it'll look cool once it's dried, so I'm hopeful because I'm, I'm planning to sell it. <laughs> I, can, I can't afford to lose a book right before <laughs> Oh, my Riverfest. gosh, you sound like a real business owner. <laughs> He's grown, like his mindset has grown a lot because the first time a book came out, that it wasn't how it was planned out in his head, he really struggled with it. It's yeah. like, that's not how I wanted it. And I said, but Caden, people think all different things are beautiful. So so you may not like the crystals on this one, but somebody else might think that's really beautiful. So actually, one of the ones that he really didn't like is my favorite way of it because he flips the book during the middle. So like halfway through, he'll flip the book. So then either the bottom half or the top. It's usually the bottom half. The bottom half grows really fat crystals, and then the top half grows really de delicate, dainty crystals. And so it's two different types of crystals on it. And the first time he flipped it, he was like, oh, they didn't crystallize the same. And I was like, oh, I love that. <laughs> Can you do that again? That's really cool. So people's perception of what is beautiful, everybody Subjective. has different and so while he may not be happy with these crystals, somebody else might look at it and be like, those crystals are amazing. It's like I love ombre them. or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The placement of the books is surprisingly important. Um, putting it in halfway will do what she said and have bigger crystals on one side and smaller on the other. But laying them face down um, and open will have more of the pages kind of sticking out in a circle shape. And then oh. if you lay them open, facing up, it'll crystallize them facing up. And the pages will kind of stick up and look like mountain peaks. And um, Who would have ever thought? Yeah, it's really, I've been trying to vary the way this, that I put them in. Um, but it's difficult to get them to stay like that. 
since they'll float over the water. I'm trying to picture the process in my head. So in your describing it, I kind of have a better idea of how you do it. Because it's, it's science. So there's one part of your brain. What is that left, left side of your brain? Oh, right know. side of your brain is the creative side. So you get to mm-hmm. use both, which is kind of cool. So like visually, I'm trying to imagine you in like your kitchen or wherever you're doing it. And I can imagine that you're putting the books in in a specific way, but I wouldn't know exactly what it looks like or what you're expecting, you know. So I'm glad that you described it because now I can kind of get an idea. Where can people see? It's on, is it on Instagram if someone mm-hmm. was interested in I going to see? I have the process on my Instagram. Oh, I should probably look at that. I, ta- I try to take behind-the-scenes footage for him. Yeah, um, I, I can't really take the video on my own. Yeah. Both my hands are taken up. Yeah. And then sometimes, um, depending on the book especially, it he has to f- problem-solve and figure out how to get the book to not float. Mm-hmm. So sometimes he'll have to weigh it down with things or um, other you know, mm-hmm. other solutions. Also keeping them separate. I keep two books in each tub, and sometimes they'll float together, and I don't want them to crystallize together. Right. So I have a metal barrier that doesn't crystallize, and I put it between them, and it keeps them separate without crystallizing to them. That's amazing. Just things that you have to figure learn. out yeah. as you go. If someone were be interested in doing something similar, what would you recommend for them? Like, what would you have wished you knew in the beginning that you know now? Um, if someone had told you something and you'd be like, that's a great tip. How to keep them down in the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you wouldn't have thought. Float. Yeah, because they float. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited to see where you go because this is just the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. I know what I was doing 15 years ago. It's crazy to think, now look. As a 15-year-old, you have your own business. You have, like, goals. You have people asking you for special orders, things that they trust you that with their heirloom things. It's exciting. Very exciting. I, I think that if he stays on the path, it could be something really, really lucrative and profitable and enjoyable. And um, I think that there's a lot of potential there for it to be a real legitimate, hardworking business, even though you're 15, it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, if you put your heart into it and put the effort in, then you make it what it is. And who knows what it'll mean for your future. This may be where you stay and you just continue to grow or whatever you're learning right now, you take to the next level of what you want. You know, it's all like positive, you know, mm-hmm. and it's fun. And you know what else? You're you're really affecting people's lives, which is so cool because you're giving people like the the woman that had the the wedding with the books that she mm-hmm. specifically loved. She'll always associate you with that for the rest of her life. You're part of now her her story. She's one of the ones that said, "I've seen these online, and you need to go up on your prices." <laughs> no way, I trust that then. Yeah, because she got it at the the lower pricing because they were seventy five dollars a book, uh-huh. and she's like. You need to go up on your pricing. This is this is way too cheap for what you what you do. And so um, I thought that was a, a boost of confidence, yeah. too. It's like, all right, now you're ready to raise your prices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How exciting. Well, I would love to see next weekend. I'm out of town. I, will lo- I'm, I would love to see them in person more because I've seen just like. I have them in my store. So I'll come by the store and take a look. <laughs> because I, I think it, uh, just being able to appreciate um, in 3D as opposed to looking at it online I think there's there's an impact there. It's just different. 
yeah, to be able to I, see it in person. I did notice that they don't look as good online. You can't really see that sparkle in them in pictures or even videos sometimes. Um, they're a lot more in detail and um, nice to look at in person. Well, all of our listeners who are listening, please go to Riverfest this weekend and follow the sparkle is what I say. You can go <laughs> find Caden and see the the books that he's pouring his heart into could be something that really has like a lot of meaning for you as well. And if not, I think um, he'd probably be willing to take some orders next weekend for something yeah. special. Definitely. Yeah. And then beyond Riverfest, you can reach him um, via email, Instagram, um, or I will have books on display in my store all the time. Read, so yeah. um, you can come in and check those out um, in person so that you can see them as well. Well, Kane, th- thank you so much for coming in. I, I feel like uh, it was really special for me to be part of this little journey of yours just to even witness and, and ask you some questions. And I can say, because it's all about me, I can say I knew you when. <laughs> and maybe I'll find some inspiration for my own gifts to give people because it is special, very special and something you can keep forever. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, Caden Valdez. Um, I'm sorry, it's Luminescent Treasures Emporium and also Ashley Greer of Board and Box Charcuterie. Thank you for taking the time to come and meet me on a random Wednesday. It's been so nice to chat with you. Yeah. And thank you all for listening to Business Radio X Fearless Formula. And this is Sharon Klein reminding you that with knowledge and understanding, we can all have our own fearless formula. Have a great day. (laughs) 